Welcome to the best podcast in the world. Welcome to the Strength and Skills Podcast. This is Nick Tibusek and with me is Dennis the Piccolo. Hello, everyone. All right. Today's topic is a pretty interesting one as most of the people in the world right now are staying at home. <laughs> and a lot of people have probably no possibility for a pull-up bar where they can do muscle-ups properly on it as the ceiling might be not high enough. So no. the topic today is how you can train for your bar muscle-up if you don't have a pull-up bar that's high yeah where the ceiling yeah. is high where the ceiling isn't high enough yeah all right and how to train the muscle up if you like only have rings and if it's useful or what you can do on the rings to make it useful for the bar yeah. muscle up all right uh first of all we need to say um if you have access to a pull-up bar and it's possible that you can do a muscle up but you can't do the dip then do the muscle up without the dip. <laughs> Pretty um, straightforward and easy. That's that, that's an easy one. So if if it's if if this is the case, here's your solution. Now go and train and don't listen anymore. Um, <laughs> all right. As as you you don't you absolutely don't need the dip on the muscle up. As everyone. Everyone is able to do the dip on the muscle-up. If anyone tells you you need to do bar dips to perform a muscle-up, I'm sorry, YouTube stars, that's bullshit. All right, <laughs> let's get it on with um, how do we train with rings for the muscle-up. Yeah, maybe uh, one little detail on the bar. Like, if you have a bar but you can't do like a real muscle up, there's two solution, two solutions, and we will talk about them on rings and on the bar. Uh, generally, it is super important to train explosive strength, uh, meaning you can do two different kinds of uh, pull ups. Meaning one is more, let's say, the bodybuilding pull-up where you arch your back a bit more or the classic pull-up. And you can do explosive chest-to-bar pull-ups where you pull straight uh, with the sternum to the bar and uh, bend your knees back, activate your, your glutes, and the whole posterior chain to generate as much hypertrophy as possible and still working on low reps and trying to be as explosive as possible. And... If you have a few centimeters over, over the bar and you have the possibility to, you can train the high pull-up, which looks already more like a muscle-up and from the scapular position is more like a muscle-up. Uh, but you pull in kind of a seep shape and a bit more away and around the bar and not straight towards the bar. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's very important to say here. Um, especially for the arched back pull-up, which is actually, if you look right into the movement, that's the actual pull-up you should normally do 
So um, that's always the difference between the explosive and the high pull-up that uh, Dennis just explained right here, where you uh, jump into it and use more of your muscles on the backside of your body <laughs> with, with all the lats and the glutes and the hemis. And this is why bodybuilders, as an example, use it for their back development. And um, what is very important for the high pull is to say, yes, you are in this Z shape. And what Dennis meant with the scapular positioning, in the scapular positioning for the high pull-up, you're not in a depression and a, and a retraction. This is more likely to be in a, in a protraction but depression yeah. or neutral, or like neutral. Depending, depending what feels comfortable. And this is very important to say, um, please don't do it with an elevation. That shouldn't, shouldn't happen. Yeah. If you don't know what we are talking about right now, take these words, shoulder blades, elevation, depression, and that stuff, put it on Google and check it up. Or, Check our others, other uh, episodes. I think we already explained it somewhere. Yeah, we didn't. I think we we have a pull talk in English too. I think the pull talk is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have it all. So. Yeah. All right. Um, coming back to the uh, to, to to the rings muscle ups for the muscle up. Um, so the first thing for you is to have on your list is it's very important to do explosive pull-ups or high pull-ups um, to be, because for the muscle up we're always always talking about a weighted muscle up that should be the goal in the end and um, that's what we are training for right now or trying to develop more strength for that um it's always good to have more explosiveness for that movement um the other thing is the transition and that's something i think uh <laughs> loads of athletes have made their experience <laughs> and they already know what it can do to your elbows so that, that's something um, we definitely need to talk about before. So um, I think, Dennis, you also had your experience with that. Yeah. So generally, uh, when I started training uh, many years ago and I tried muscle-ups for the first time on a straight bar, um, I hurt my, my rotator cuff uh, since it, I wasn't ready for it and ready for the transition. Uh, and then I started just avoiding the transition altogether and decided, like, I won't do muscle-ups until I can pull as high as my belly and develop a very good explosive strength that way, uh, but always neglected the transition part. And that's one of the reasons why in uh, ring muscle-ups, for example, when I do them slow, uh, I have a hard time, but I can pull them uh, pretty high on the rings too, of course, without weight. Uh, but the moment you put weight on somebody, there will come a point where you will have to work more on your transition. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's super, super important. And you can still do it on the rings just for conditioning, let's say. And you can get do some transition work on the rings, which is, let's say, less stressful than on the bar. And you can scale uh, pretty well since you can decide the height of the rings and how much you use your legs or maybe a band or something like that to work on that uh, that range still being very very careful using low volume and low intensity not doing it often a week uh like uh, nick mentioned uh one to two times a week maximum uh to to really not uh hurt yourself because it's an extremely stressful move yeah that's a very very important one right here. The frequency of doing um, this transition work is is very, very important to keep it pretty low. As there are two, two things that can happen to you, um, especially when you train the transition slow, as there are two different types of doing the transition. One is the more fast one, and one is the more, more slow one, more grindy. And it depends a little bit on what is your style of doing this muscle up. And that's coming from what is your uh, muscle fiber type. Um, Are you more likely to pull pretty explosive or are you more likely to pull not that explosive? So if you're very explosive, you're probably going to do it a little faster. And if you're not so explosive, of course, you do it slower. what is to say here, there are two structures that can get into trouble by that. And uh, one is, as we already mentioned, the elbow. And um, the elbow might, there are two things on the elbow that can happen. Uh, one is your triceps just fucks up. <laughs> um, Gets too tight, and pulls too hard. Exactly, as it's in a very shortened position. And uh, no. Not it's actually it's not the shortened position. It's yeah, it's very very in the very long position, and it's very on stretch. And in that stretch, um, you develop most of the muscle damage, and that can also lead to other problems, as it can be too much damage on that muscle, and then the body wants to keep your your muscles safe. And then he just closes that one. <laughs> um. Um, and like, I think we talked in another episode where we talked about uh, periodization and general, like uh, how, how to, to do volume uh, in general is triceps uh, doesn't take um, too much volume. Uh, it means that uh, tricep takes a pretty long time to recover. So tricep recover times are around um, 72 hours in, if you look at the average, uh, which is longer than most muscle groups. Meaning if you train it more than two times a week or even more than one time a week, if you do other work that puts stress on your triceps, it's super easy to get injured on this movement. Uh, and this is the reason why, first of all, you need to be careful with the volume and you need to stretch this muscle uh, so that you don't get injured. 
That's a very, very important one. Um, the other point on the elbow can be your forearm, which definitely can get also into a little bit of trouble. That's most of the time a little bit more on the inside of your forearm, just in front of your elbow. And lots of people get problems there. Um, that's something, if you have any small pain there, immediately take a break. That's very, very, very important. Uh, generally, when we feel pain there, uh, it often uh, can lead to, to the tennis elbow. And uh, there's some exercises you can do for your forearms just, um, just to release tension and relax them. Um, but first of all, take a break and then start working on these things. Uh, I think one mistake that many people make, they feel pain, they start massaging that spot like crazy from the beginning and other people just take breaks that take way too long. So you need to find a way uh, where you do take a few days of break and then start working on the trigger points themselves and you start working on the structures that actually caused the pain. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, going away from the elbow, you got to go to the shoulders, and that's another big point for ring muscle-ups, um, where loads of people get kind of fucked up. Um, it's actually the rotator cuff, and it's most of the time the internal rotators, as everyone is always about, yeah, we need to strengthen the external rotators. And... Actually, yes, of course you should, but that doesn't mean you should train the other side. <laughs> As when you look at it, um, what happens during the transition in the ring muscle up is most of it is actually an internal rotation. And if your rotator cuff is here not, not strong enough to take this Kind of, kind of powers that work there, um, you, you're going to get in troubles. As um, this is actually the thing why most people have problems here. And as most of the time, when this is weak, some other muscles have to take the work. And that is actually mostly the case why people have the elbow problems because these structures now have to do the work that usually should have been done by um, your internal rotator cuff. And that's, that's a big, big problem. You should keep in mind that's the source. So make them strong and then do all the transition work. That's a very, very important one here. So the takeaways, I think, for, for ring muscle-ups in general and transition work, don't do it too often. Uh, work with low frequency, low volume, and low intensity too, and just adapt super slowly. Um, and take into account that if you only do, like if you do muscle up work too, it has the transition work in, that you don't add it up to the work that you're already doing uh, by exaggerating that way, because it's not only transition work. It's a, it's a, pretty stressful exercise. Yeah.
that's it's actually for most of the people who have to work on it that's a main lift yeah treat it like a main lift it comes in the in in the first exercises of your training in the maybe first or second exercise and uh, afterwards you do your your other work okay that that's very important but very very important takeaway for this you gotta be very 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 warmed up yeah. <laughs> please do that <laughs> um doing this um you can of course do the slower or the uh, more explosive transition and um here it depends a little bit on what is your your problem and goal but you should aim for firstly do the the slow one and then do the more explosive one and the main goal should be to be able to do the transition very very fast yeah as this is the most carryover to the bar muscle up then like easily seen it means that you are working more on your explosiveness you have more explosive strength and that actually has the carryover uh to to the bar muscle up meaning if if you're still doing the transition slow means that you're not pulling high enough yet yeah, yeah. so most of the time it's about more uh it's about the pull and um to get better in the explosiveness on the pull-ups it definitely helps to get just stronger so just bring up your 1am but that's not the only one thing it's not like that that you oh i can pull like 80 kg and now i'm the most explosive person you're not as this is still such a specificity did i say that right fucking hell just um <laughs> it's, it's so specific yeah that's it. um that you uh still have to train it for itself so yeah. it will give you a boost but for being explosive you got to train explosive it's yeah. not that it's a good example is a 300 kg squat doesn't make you jump three meters this is not the case so otherwise uh powerlifters would be able to jump pretty high <laughs> yeah. and actually they are not <laughs> most of the time but if you train it train your your explosiveness and your maximum strength that's a good combination of really making everything leading into the right direction so I think that's the most important takeaway for this yeah. one. And since the rings uh, on rings, it's more it's more difficult to create explosive strength. It can be a good challenge for people who are used to, to them on uh, on normal bars, since they're more stiff. And on rings, like the if if you hang them up, just they can stretch a little bit, and it's way harder uh, to create explosive strength. You notice it in like front lever pull-ups and stuff like that. It makes an enormous difference if you do them on a straight bar uh, or on rings where you need a lot of explosive strength. Same 
thing as for pull-ups. Uh, so it can be an interesting way to scale up your, your explosive game. Absolutely. And if you want to bring it to a complete new level, there's always a way to make it harder without even taking weight. And um, there would be also the possibility of doing it in an acid, actually. And that's also a very important one. Yeah. And that's mostly it for today. Uh, we hope that uh, you could, could have taken away uh, a lot of information for you to train properly, to don't get injured, and to definitely get stronger and more explosive. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. And if you like the podcast, uh, don't forget to share it. Uh, put it in your stories. Tell your friends about it. Um, we will keep putting out English content, uh, but we need your help to really uh, let the English side of the podcast get get known to. Um, and yeah, so if you can, just put it in your stories, tag us, all the fun stuff. It helps out a lot. Yes. All right. And if you need any help in training and uh, you don't know how, how to develop all that stuff or you just want to get stronger, um, you can definitely just contact Dennis or me for this uh, for these things. Um, hit us up on the Strength and Skills podcast. You find us on Instagram or directly you check out Dennis underscore Kalis. Exactly. Or for you, Nick. Nick underscore Tibu. And there you can contact us. All right. Enjoy yourself. Stay healthy. And get strong. <laughs>